The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. The Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon here. We've got a brand new show for you on this Sunday morning. And don't forget, uh, we're going to have this broadcasting on our podcast page. Uh, it'll drop here this afternoon. Uh, Sunday's around 12. And you can listen to this thing over and over again, as well as all of the past uh, episodes. In the studio, we got a famous person here. <laughs> We got Chloe Duvall. Now she won the recent Hendersonville Has Talent with the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. It was, uh, well, it was fierce competition. We had a lot of great talent this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, there were so many talented people who auditioned for Hendersonville Talent. I was a little bit intimidated um, (laughs) to even audition myself, but I'm so glad that I did because, I mean, it was an amazing time and I met so many amazing people. And obviously the performance at Drake's Creek Park was so much fun and I always go every year anyway so I was like why not well being in front of a crowd that big you know it's got to be a little nerve-wracking but yeah well honestly I actually like bigger crowds because I feel like when it's a bigger crowd you don't have to look into everyone's eyes you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's more intimidating for me when I'm doing smaller shows and I have to see everyone's reactions I would much rather just have like one big blob of people yeah, that's like being that at Bluebird, and you're sitting like five feet from people, and they're like... Yeah, <laughs> and they're know? like famous producers and stuff, and sure. you have to worry about impressing them, but Drake's Creek Park was really fun. Let's dig a little bit in and find out, uh, how long have you been doing this? I have been playing for a really long time. I played my first show when I was 11. I'm 20 now. My first show was at the Listening Room Cafe in Nashville, because my cousin is a songwriter, and she had a show there, and so she gave me one of her slots to play. Nice. And... So ever since then, I was like, okay, yeah, like I think songwriting and performing and singing is for me. So I've been doing it basically professionally since then, but I learned guitar when I was like nine or 10 because my dad played, so he bought me one and I grew up listening to Taylor Swift and I was really inspired by her. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it all started and now here I am still playing. So did you go to school here in Sumner County? So I was homeschooled in high school. I did a lot of dual enrollment at Vol State and now I'm a student there, so I'm doing music business. Okay, well, yeah. good. Well, I always say that, and people listen to the show that know my feelings about that, but I think people coming in the music business, first of all, need to learn the business and taking the business courses because what you are is a business. You are the yeah. business and you gotta learn how that business runs to be successful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really about drive. You know, It's not so much about, oh, you're talented, like you can be talented but that doesn't mean you're gonna make it necessarily it's all about being smart and understanding how your industry works right well it's like taylor you know early on i mean of course she had her her folks and everything were involved uh but she uh, took the her career by the horns and you know I, i just think it's so important that you do that i don't care what business it is if you're going into something learn the business and how it runs and how it works and all the ins and outs of it that's where it's going to happen Y'all come back to the business. And that's why I decided to study it in college. I actually like, I switched my major so many times, but I feel like music business is finally like 
my my road. It's the right road for me to take. Right. So if all state, what kind of court classes are you taking? What's so, involved in it? Yeah. So I've taken um, you know the regular music introduction and music classes. I also took music tour logistics last semester, which was really interesting. It's basically like where you um, create a fake tour and a fake band, and you find places for your band to go on tour and stuff like that. So you not only learn about the business, but you also kind of learn what people in the business do, like touring managers and producers and things like that. It's a little bit of everything. Um, I also have written fake contracts before, which was really helpful for me because I got to see like what I could potentially be offered, what other artists are offered, why certain deals work the way they do, that kind of thing. Well, now you have to learn streaming and all the rights and royalties and mechanical licensing. And I mean, the list goes on and on. Most people don't realize you have to learn that. That's where you're going to make money. (laughs) Yeah. And I just released my debut single this year called Ego. It's out on all streaming platforms. But I feel like you don't really understand how many things you have to register for, where you need to put your song. You don't understand all of that until you actually do it. And it's really difficult the first time, but I'm getting ready to release my second song now with a music video and everything. And I feel so much more um, confident that I'll get it right because I've done it before. Well, and I think people don't understand. They think, well, you release a song, you're making $100 million, but they don't understand it's little tiny pieces that have to add up to all that. So that you have to have have a lot of streaming going on with that yeah i forget what the exact percentage is but it's like not even a cent per stream it's Mm, it's like a tiny little percentage of a cent yeah so So. we got to get a lot of streaming going on yeah (laughs) streaming's big right now i I would say like streaming platforms and tiktok instagram social media platforms i think that's really where music is going right now sure and you got to sell merch yes gotta have the merch yeah that and um playing shows too that's a big thing in Mm -hmm. music right now and of course everybody um you know doesn't understand the business they want you always do it for free yeah <laughs> yeah i i actually made a tiktok the other day like joking about that about how like i've noticed that there's so many people who just expect you to just play for the exposure quote unquote and i'm like okay i can get exposure by posting a video of me singing online for free and it like mm-hmm. i don't i should be paid for my sure. work i guess because music tell is you, work yeah it's yeah just work for tips yeah you know how well that goes yeah <laughs> You're not going to get rich off that. Yeah, yeah. If I do work for tips, I love to busk in Nashville, actually. Basically, just like play on the side of the street. And I've honestly met so many amazing people that way and connections. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's something fun that I like to do sometimes. Yeah, you might uh, pop some viral TikToks out of that. Yeah, for Especially sure. Especially if somebody uh, famous comes up and interacts with you. Yeah, I mean, there's famous people walking down the street in Nashville. I, I mean, the it's, it's the place to be for musicians. Yeah. I, I think that Jeff Shannon guy was down there yesterday. I th- <laughs> I think they they were getting him out of the way. He said, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) So doing this for as many years as you you have, what would you identify your genre? So it's not country, but more indie? Yeah, I mean, I am an indie artist. I would say... It's kind of alternative pop is where I'm leaning. I think that you can produce a song in whatever genre you want. I truly believe that. I think if I wanted to produce my music as a songwriter who writes a lot of different kinds of music, I think I could produce it country, I could produce it pop or rock or whatever, but I really love the alternative pop feel because I grew up listening to like Taylor Swift and Demi Lovato and like the pop side, Taylor Swift was country for a Mm -hmm. while, but then I also Mm -hmm. grew up listening to like Paramore and rock bands like that. So I've kind of combined 
him into this genre that I love getting my music produced in, which is like alternative kind of rock pop. I think you have to find that niche. And, and once you get in that lane, you, you got to really explore that and, and really make it work. So how is it that on, on radio play, I know things have changed so much over the years as far as getting your songs played on terrestrial radio, uh, the normal kind of way it has changed. So how are you pursuing that aspect of it? Or are you just doing straight streaming? Yeah, so honestly, like, I'm not focusing a lot on radio. I know I'm literally on the radio right now. Um, So today I'm focusing on radio. But in general, like, I just feel like it's time for me to really release my music because as a songwriter, I have so many songs in my catalog and I just want to share them with the world. So I'm mostly focusing on releasing my music on streaming platforms right now. I have one song out now. I have two more on the way. I'm doing a music video with one of them. And I just really want to market that. I'm also focusing a lot on social media. I work in social media at my college, so Mm. that's something I'm learning a lot more about, and I'm trying to implement what I know into marketing my music on social media as well. Well, you got to market. Yeah. (laughs) You got to market it, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I think marketing is like the number one thing to getting your music out there, but there's so many different ways to market. You know, radio is one way to market. Mm -hmm. Streaming is one way to market, and the way you market on social media is different. So it's all a learning process. Well, and doing social media, I mean, that's a full-time gig. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to so many artists and I tell them the same thing. It's like a full-time thing. And as you start getting bigger, then Mm -hmm. you have people. My people take care of that. Yeah, yeah. My social media manager, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and I have been um, thinking about starting to, you know, hire a team. Obviously, I already have my producer. I have people I co-write with. But I have thought about, like, oh, like maybe that's my next step is hiring a bigger team, so. Yeah, well, and you can't do it all yourself. No, and, no and focus one can. On, you're gonna focus on making the money and uh, you know, having this, these other things. If somebody else can, can do it better because their brain is wired for that, might as well let them do it. Yeah, and it's good to have a team. It can be difficult to find people to work with who really resonate with you and understand your style, but once you do, it's just really, really refreshing because mm-hmm. everyone needs a team to help them. I mean, it's a business, like you said, and businesses need people to hire to actually work the business. It's not just one person. Yeah. So we were talking about merch a little bit ago. Have you um, thought about what you're going to have or what you have now? So I actually started a campaign a few months ago that's now run its course, but I started this crowdfunding campaign to raise money for my first music video because it was my dream to do a music video. And in that campaign, I had different tiers and there were several different tiers, but some of the tiers included merch. If you basically paid a certain amount of money to put on the campaign, And so I'm actually getting that merch sent to me right now. Like I just finished with everything. But the song that I'm releasing next is called I Don't Burn. And so I did this cool like logo with a candle on it that's blown out and stuff. And basically only people who gave towards my crowdfunding campaign get the merch. So it's very exclusive. It's for those who helped me raise funds for my music video. And I'm I'm really, really excited for it. We also have stickers and tote bags. Interesting. Okay. Now, are you think you're going to release any vinyl? You know, I... I'm not doing it this time around, but okay. I personally love vinyl records. Like I will go to all the record shops and stuff because it makes me feel like cool and retro. <laughs> so I would love to in the future, not with this release, but for the next one, possibly. Yeah, no, well, it's, it seems to be the thing, you know, it's, uh, I remember when vinyl went away, you know, yeah. it was like, you know, cassettes. <laughs> it's like, <what>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love vinyl. I love that it's coming back just because it's so cool. You know, like you have the different colors and you can see it 
spin and it sounds different and it's I, really cool. I remember way back in the 60s, <laughs> I had uh, the Beatles Hard Day's Night 33. That's Ooh. the big album. I remember throwing it down the street like a Frisbee. <laughs> and I look back and said, are you an idiot? You know, that's, you know I- iconic album. Of course, back then yeah. it was just, you know, but you look back on things and the amount of, of vinyl that I had that I ended up getting rid of, I mean, full catalogs of, of these great artists and everything that I, you know, over the radio years, you just attribute and got rid of it all, you know, because everything was going towards, you know, new media. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's definitely a thing. And then, and it's just like in photography, film, ah, that's the old way of doing it. Got to go digital. We went digital and now, oh, it's cool if you use film it's yeah. like you got to have film because that's more artistic mm-hmm. please <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah yeah so what is what do you learned up to this point about the business and yourself and and how you're going to proceed forward so i've learned unfortunately that I can't trust everyone in the business and I've had to learn that the hard way Mm -hmm. you know with people who have tried to work with me but it kind of felt like they were trying to just screw me over and take all my music and I've learned that right now indie artists have so much power and they have much more power than they did years ago when record labels were the thing and I love record labels I have nothing against them but I have found I have to be a little bit careful with who I let work with me because there are some people who don't actually believe in you they just believe in the money and music so that's something that I've had to learn in the hard way but I'm so glad that I learned it because I realized like I love doing music and I love doing music with an independent team mm-hmm. um, who can help me really be my authentic self and show that through my music. The aspect of having an attorney, of course, you know, has to, to come in at some point because we, as you start growing and becoming bigger and bigger, you know, you got to have all the, the dots dotted you know what i mean so yeah and of course they're really cheap not <laughs> i wish <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey we got a lot to talk about we're gonna take a, a real quick break and uh when we come back you said you had a, a song out right now i think we're gonna take a listen to that and you can we'll talk about that song and uh, how it came about and such but uh, we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight 100.7 fm whin 10 a.m presents sumner county spotlight here's your host for sumner county spotlight Jeff Shannon. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. I'm Jeff Shannon as we're here each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and we've have all these great guests come in and we've been talking with Chloe Duvall. She was the winner of Hendersonville Has Talent not long ago. What's happened since then? You know, a lot of stuff has happened since Hendersonville Has Talent. I just filmed my first music video. I was talking about the campaign and everything and that campaign ran its course and it was so amazing that I auditioned for Hendersonville Has Talent and I even like actually did the performance because the winner gets a thousand dollars and I had been raising money for my music video and I needed five thousand dollars to do the music video and also market it because Mm. like who cares if you do a music video if no one actually sees it (laughs) so I was doing this big campaign and I was like oh wow like I I literally need a thousand more dollars like that was it and then I saw Hendersonville has talent and I was like the winner gets a thousand dollars oh wow like this is like I have to do this and I ended up winning and I reached my goal and so after Hendersonville has talent I got to film the music video and it is so amazing like I just got back the demo reel and everything and I'm just really really excited for the world to see it so a lot of work goes into creating these videos you know storyboarding getting the idea I mean it's it's a, a lengthy process it doesn't happen overnight oh yeah the song is actually called I don't burn and so I was like okay I don't have a complete story for this music 
music video, but I know one thing. I want to have fire in my music video, whether it's like real fire or CGI fire. And so mm-hmm. that was the difficult part was finding someone who makes music videos, who also knows how to put CGI fire in it, who can do it for my price. (laughs) But I found a guy who's really, really amazing. His name's Joshua Lockhart, but I mean, he was killer and he's worked with so many amazing artists before, but I just got back like a little clip of the fire in the music video Mm -hmm. and it looks so amazing. So I'm so excited for people to see what's in store with that. And then of course, you know, I'm always doing writer's rounds in Nashville and everything. I just played a Taylor Swift inspired writer's round at um, Cafe Coco in Nashville, which Mm -hmm. is like a really cute coffee shop slash Mm -hmm. bar. So I've been doing a lot of stuff. Well, that's great. Yeah. And you know, the great thing that, that I really love is that you're writing your own stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the way to do it now. Like, I feel like you can't just get songs pitched to you anymore. I I think songwriters really have the upper hand right now because people want to hear original music. They want to hear what you're really feeling, Mm -hmm. what you're thinking, and they want to hear your authentic heart in your songs. So, and songwriting's always been my number one. You know, like, I love performing and I love um, releasing music but I really love releasing my music like Mm -hmm. the music that I wrote and I love it when people talk about my lyrics and compliment them because that's like something that's so important to me as an artist and you know I've talked to other songwriters and it's like how does this inspiration come up you know it just kind of hits you a certain thing comes in your brain and it's like how you know there's got to be certain things that key you that set you off to to head in a certain direction are you collabing with anybody you're just doing it straight yourself so I do a little bit of both I think it's always a good idea to co-write I co-write a lot with my producer because he'll have other artists that come in who are not big songwriters and so we'll be like hey Chloe like do you want to write with us because I know you're a songwriter so I think it's always great to have like a three-person co-writing group so that you have three people you can bounce your ideas off of and then my best friend's a songwriter too but yeah I mean when coming up with ideas I actually keep a song hook book is like what I call it and so every time I think of a hook for a song I'll write it down in the book and then later when I feel like writing or I'm at a co-writing session I just look through my hooks it's kind of how I help help myself keep up with ideas and everything sure a lot of great songs have been written on uh, napkins Yes. Honestly, like the best song ideas just come out of nowhere. I I was also a theater kid, so I feel like sometimes songwriting is like acting. Like you pull emotions from inside of you that you're not necessarily feeling in that moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've written some awesome songs that came from actual pain or like actual happiness, but sometimes you just have to pull those emotions out. I feel like a good songwriter needs to be able to channel different emotions when writing, especially with other artists. You know, mm-hmm. what if someone's like, I want to write a sad song about a breakup today. And you're like, I'm not going through a breakup and I'm not sad right now. But like, I'm going to channel that emotion to write that song because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. No, that's that's what happens. And then next thing you know, it's a hit. Yeah, for hopefully. sure. <laughs> that's hopefully what it is. <laughs> so we were talking about this this song. We're going to take a listen to it here in a minute. So tell us about this song. What inspired it? Uh, how did you come to, to, to write this and make it what it is? Yeah, so I mean, ego is about knowing your worth, especially as a woman. It's literally about not letting people push you around and tell you what to do. And I kind of wrote ego because... I was really frustrated with everything that had been happening to me in music. Like as a woman, I felt kind of objectified. And so I wrote Ego as kind of like a 
call out to egotistical people that I felt like were trying to control me. So it's kind of an angry song. It's kind of an angry girl song. Those are some of my favorite to write. I just love sassy songs that have a lot of emotion. You know, growing up with like Paramore and rock bands and stuff, I feel like I really channeled that side of me in ego so the title is just ego it's just ego okay now are you did you say you're doing a music video on that this one doesn't have a music okay. video this right. one's my first song ever so i released it i believe in i want to say march um it was spring of this year okay well we're talking about it we got chloe duvall right here let's listen to this song that she wrote and it's called ego let's listen to it right now you're walking around like you own the place I see your thoughts written on your face You only want one thing Is it me or is that what you want me to think? You walk past, try to catch my eye Like you've done it a hundred times Knows a word that you never heard But tonight I'll be the first I see you laugh like I just play hard to get But you've got it wrong Cause my heart doesn't forget The things it's been through I don't be Long to you. I don't need your pretty smile. I don't want your perfect lies. Tell your heart he can let me go. It's time that you hit the road with your ego. I don't need to sell my soul. And I know you won't crack my code. Tonight I'll teach you no means no. It's time that you hit the road with your ego. Did I hurt your self esteem? Cause I know my own dignity You act like I owe you my love Treat me like you're so far above Can't fulfill your fantasy Cause I've got myself to please You're saying you can set me free But I'm not the one you need I see you laugh like I just play hard to get But I'll tell you one more time So you don't forget Can't you get a clue I don't be Long to you. I don't need your pretty smile. I don't want your perfect lies. Tell your heart he can let me go. It's time that you hit the road with your ego. I don't need to sell my soul. And I know you won't crack my code. Tonight I'll teach you no means no. It's time that you hit the road with your ego. Well, there it is, Chloe Duvall and Ego, an ego song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, folks, did you feel the anger? Did you feel it? You know, the frustration. And that's what songs do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you want to bring out emotions in people. That's why they, they attach to these songs because it, it just relates to them in their life and what's going on. Maybe not everybody, but there's got to be somebody out there that's experiencing the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's why I write music. Like, I want people to be inspired by my lyrics and I want people to feel like they're not alone and like they've also felt that emotion before. And that's why I love writing. I grew up in Taylor Swift, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I love songwriting. It's my yes, number one. Yeah. So you play other instruments, guitar, piano. Yeah, so I play guitar and I've been playing piano for a few years. I used to play a little bit of ukulele and then I just like stopped. So I'm really just like (laughs) guitar and piano now. Um, I took up piano because I love the sound of piano when writing music. And then I love playing guitar because I play so many songwriter rounds in Nashville. It's hard to pull around a piano. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Yeah. So in your audition that you submitted for Hendersonville's Talent, you were on the piano. Yes. And I love that the the motion and feel that you had for that because it was kind of shooting across the side or the front of the, of the piano. So you had it kind of in the foreground and then you were singing just kind of see your head back there. But it was uh, it, it really had a cool vibe to it. Yeah, totally. I love stuff that looks aesthetic, I guess. Mm-hmm. I remember buying my camera because I wanted to make videos of me singing so I bought this nice like Panasonic camera I think I thrifted it for like a hundred bucks or something Mm -hmm. and then I got a lens for it and so I love stuff like that and the song that I submitted for the audition is called What's It Like and it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written and that's going to be my third release um, after this next release so I'm really excited for people to see a different side of me it's more of a ballad it's very emotional and it's sad but it's also like I know my worth because that's kind of like my vibe that I'm going for. If somebody's out there, they're kind of an upcoming songwriter, uh, artist, what would be some advice you would give them? I mean, right now, say, look, listen to me, look at me, like, you know, the two fingers, look at me, I'm watching you. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? What would be advice you would give to some of these young folks? I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I would say just do it. When you have an opportunity presented to you, you just have to take it because I think so many people self-sabotage and they're their worst enemies. Like I know I do that all the time where you just have to do it. So many people are f- afraid to write because they know that their first song's gonna be terrible when it's like, oh, of course it will be. Like my first song was terrible, but the reason that I've gotten better at it is because I have written like a hundred songs and now I know what works and what doesn't. And you're always gonna be afraid to play in front of people if you don't play in front of people. So my advice to people would just to take those opportunities and just do it. No, are there song? Now I know Jerry Sally does some songwriting workshops, you know, for mm-hmm. people, and he's an incredible songwriter. Done some, you know, legendary songs, but uh, it, you don't really have like a songwriter's course, is there? I don't have a songwriter course, but that's a really good idea. Um, there you go. <laughs> hey, maybe I will soon. <laughs> Chloe School of Songwriting. Yeah, Chloe Duvall, right with Chloe. <laughs> it really is one of those things that. You have to have a niche in that, because I can sit down. There's no way I can even come up with writing a song. I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, to be yeah. a bunch of words that mean nothing. But it's amazing some how complex some of these songs are, and the the roller coaster that it takes you on, and the emotions and the storytelling. You put all that together, and you got you got a a great song. Yeah, totally. And I mean, writing songs is writing story and it has a certain there's a certain way to write songs but at the same time there's not really I mean you just have to 
write songs. And also, I think if you want to write music, you have to listen to music and you really have to pay attention. It's kind of like if you want to write books, you should probably read books to kind of understand what your field is. So are there songwriters out there that do not play an instrument? Then they just hook up with a guitarist and say, here's here's idea I'm kind of floating around. Here's here's my song. Yeah. And then they go because they do the music side of it. And mm-hmm. Is that I'm sure that has happened as well. Yeah, I mean I think collaborations are definitely a really big part of the music industry. And if you can't do something, if you're not able to do something, hook up with somebody who can. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to write a song on electric guitar, I'm I can play guitar, but. I am not amazing on electric guitar, but my best friend is. So maybe I go to her and I'm like, I want to write a killer song on the electric guitar. And she plays the guitar and I make the lyrics and I sing. So yeah, yeah, totally. So, and and then going to all these singer-songwriter nights and things like that, you know, meet people, get to know. It's It's all networking. That's part of marketing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've made some of my best friends through music and some of my best collaborators through music. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got a long road ahead and a lot of great things happening. The great things have happened to you so far. So we wish you, you know, greatest success and, uh, you know, keep us informed what's going on and hope everything is uh, where you want it to be. Yeah. Totally. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We've been talking with Chloe Duvall. She's the winner of Hendersonville Has Talent, singer songwriter. A lot of great things coming up look for her merch at where would they find it so my merch is actually only available to people who supported my campaign Ooh, so it's very exclusive but for the next campaign if you want to keep up with all of my campaigns and music and everything yeah. um, you can find me on all social media platforms at it's Chloe Duvall okay and you have a website or just using social media at I point? do so I have Chloe Duvall.com okay very easy so folks check it out and hey this is Jeff Shannon we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. 100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. And welcome back this Sunday morning to Sumner County Spotlight. I have to tell you, we we get all kinds of amazing topics. We meet great people. We find out about great organizations that are just doing amazing things. I got to thinking, well, this is a good time to bring in this young fella right here. Uh, I want to introduce William Slater. Thank now, you. William, thank you so much. And you know, we've been talking on off air about everything, and your story is just amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you calling me young because I haven't heard that in quite a long time, <laughs> and I don't want to do any false advertising. So, since uh, it's uh, radio, uh, so I I'm 60 years old. Don't mind saying that. I was yeah. born in '61. And I will be oh, sixty-one. I will be sixty-one this year. So anyway, so it's a it's a banner year. Wow. So, yeah. Well, you know, and you've had such a, a great history here in Sumner County. I, just fill people in on, yeah. on how all that began. Was twenty something six years yeah, ago? Yeah. So we moved here twenty-six years ago, nineteen ninety-six. And let me tell you something: Hendersonville, Sumner County, but Hendersonville was certainly a different place back then. And uh, you could get from one end of town to the other in about five minutes' time. Uh, Here's the interesting thing. When we moved here in 1996, everybody talked about how wonderful the bypass was. The bypass, the bypass, (laughs) like it was some great thing. And uh, it's because the bypass was pretty new in 1996. Mm -hmm. We didn't recognize how important the bypass was until one day there was an accident on the bypass, and it was shut down in the afternoon. And let me tell you something, all of Hendersonville became a parking lot. And that's what folks were dealing with, apparently, in the 90s before we got here, uh, before the bypass. But there, the bypass was new, stopped at Chutes Lane, 
and wow. uh, it didn't even go on through to Gallatin. But yeah, so much has changed in uh, these past 26 years. So where did you come from to get here? So my wife and I, we met and married in Florida. Uh, we uh, were in high school at the time, went to different high schools. What but city? We, we, we met in church, yeah. What city? Uh, in uh, St. Petersburg specifically. Okay. And I know you're, Jeff, you're from uh, Orlando area, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And a lot of times we'll say Tampa or Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, like folks may say, well, mm-hmm. I'm from Nashville. But specifically St. Petersburg. And if you even want to get more specific, uh, we were in a suburb of uh, kind of uh, between Clearwater and St. Petersburg, Pinellas Park, Florida. Yeah, know it Most was. folks don't know where Pinellas Park <laughs> is. Uh, but uh, my wife and I, as I mentioned, uh, we we met in church, and um, uh, I, the the very first time that I saw her, we we I come from a family of eleven, by the way. I have wow. five brothers and sisters older than me, five brothers and sisters younger than me. So I'm the poster child for middle child syndrome. <laughs> and um, But anyway, when my mom and dad moved us uh, from one part of Florida to um, St. Petersburg, Florida, it was me and my five younger siblings. Uh, we marched into church one Sunday morning. Back in the, That was uh, back in the late 70s. Uh, we were still wearing uh, you know shirts and ties to church and that type of thing. And uh, we we were the talk of the youth group, but I looked up in the choir and uh, went home that afternoon and I, I uh, asked my mother, I said, Mom, I said, did you see that girl in the choir? And she said, well, which girl is that? And I said, well, the one that has the long brown hair and uh, the, the brown eyes. And she said, no, I, I didn't notice. And she said, but why? And I said, well, I'm going to marry that girl. And sure enough, 18 months later, about 18 months later, we were married. Uh, by that time, we'd graduated high school and already had a year of college under our belt. That sounds but, like uh, a Marty Stewart story. Well, you when know. He, hey, when he saw Connie when he was just a youngster and says, I'm going to marry her one day, and he ended up doing yeah, it. Well, there you go. There you go. So anyway, so, we, so we've been married 41 years. So we moved here in 96 with our four children, and uh, we came from Florida so that I could become the head of school at Hendersonville Christian Academy. Served there for 21 years. Wow. And uh, now I just started my sixth year over at Welch College. Finished up at HCA in 2017. What a great facility. Yeah. They oh, have it's beautiful. beautiful. It really is. Great place to go to work and great folks there and uh, just enjoy it immensely mm-hmm. being over at Welch. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're doing such great things there and they have such a great campus. And what I understand, there's room to expand. Oh, there is. In fact, a beautiful campus there. And, and we're located on Bison Trail mm-hmm. across from the Station Camp Schools. We own all of that 130 acres. Wow. And a lot of folks will remember it. The old timers from Sumner County will remember it because there was always this uh, maze in the fall that was there. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are. So we uh, we own all that uh, property there. Built out about 10 acres is all. So we still have a lot of room for growth. Have six buildings that are online. All of those uh, came online in 2017, 2018, yeah. yeah so. And what was your title there? Uh, my title there is I'm a Dean of Adult and Online Studies. So my students are uh, non-traditional students, either starting a degree or maybe finishing a degree or perhaps changing, maybe they have a degree in one field. Earning their teaching license, for example, is mm-hmm. one of the programs that 
I work with. And then I also teach in our graduate, one of our graduate programs, our Master of Arts in Teaching. So, yeah. yeah. And some of the topics you, you have there? So majors, we started as a Bible college, so mm-hmm. we still have theology and ministry, okay. uh, education, and uh, we provide a teacher licensure there. Mm-hmm. We're an education prep provider, it's what it's called, uh, in the state of Tennessee. But then we have business, uh, we have pre-nursing, we have pure English, pure math, uh, liberal arts. We're a Christian liberal arts uh, okay. college right here in Sumner County. And one of the things about uh, Welch College that is unique is that we are the only residential college in Sumner County. Mm. So we have uh, two of the buildings there are residence halls. And so during the school year, we have students on campus uh, 24-7. Well, and you can keep the class sizes small. That's correct. You know, the yeah. size, and which I, I, it's probably the students probably like that. Yes, yeah. In fact, our faculty to student ratio is one to ten. And I would mention this to you too: is that uh, Welch College has been named is the eighth best college, regional college by U.S. News and World Report among Southern regional colleges. And so yeah. our rankings are uh, very high when it comes to U.S. News and World Report. We're very very pleased with that. A lot of great students out there. Great faculty and administration. Yeah. When you were at ACA, I mean, way back, yeah. at the very beginning, yeah. and you started that. No, no, I didn't. Actually, I didn't start it. Now, I did, uh, when I came in 96, there was not a high school and uh, started the high school there. But yeah, they, we actually were, were landlocked uh, in our, that current location, and uh, but we were able to start a uh, preschool campus in Gallatin, one in Goodlettsville mm-hmm. as well, and uh, we just had to kind of expand, added bus transportation and those types of things. Well, yeah. you've seen a lot of change uh, with the school. I oh, mean, over wow, the years, yeah. it's yes. got to be amazing. Yes, yeah, that's that's for sure. And not just the not just the school, but that particular location. And uh, if folks are unfamiliar, uh, we're right across from Merrill Hyde. Uh, the, the school is mm-hmm. uh, right across from Merrill Hyde Magnet School. But when we moved here in 1996, there were no traffic lights there. There was the bypass, as I mentioned. You'd get off the bypass. No traffic lights all the way to campus. There were no stores around. In fact, we uh, sold a portion of our uh, campus, which is now those medical offices there and that type of thing. And it wasn't Merrill Hyde Magnet School. It uh, at the time was uh, the middle school. Oh, and that's terrible. It's uh, it, it, the one that moved out to. Um, uh, the name moved out there. Oh, that's awful. Some of your listeners will remember. They'll, they'll wonder why I forgot. No, but, we're, but, it's a quiz. We're giving them a quiz. Yeah, give them a you quiz. Got, there you go. Hey, you, you, you let you let us know. You let us know what I've forgotten. So, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and as you progress through that, how did it come about that you were going to make a change from HCA? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, was there for 21 years and had fin- was finishing up a 30-plus year career in uh, K-12 education. And I, I was just telling somebody um, uh, this week about how that I sat down with three individuals who I really respected to ask them this question. Do you think it would be a good fit for me to go from K-12 to higher education. And at any rate, they each said yes. And then I was very fortunate that uh, Welch College invited me to come on over there and uh, come on board as one of the deans. And I think part of that was just my background in Sumner County. Mm -hmm. Welch College was founded in 1942 in Nashville and was in Nashville for 75 years and then moved to Sumner County in 2017 in the spring of the year. And I came on board on June 
June 1st of 2017. Wow. Yeah. What, what do you think is the, the one takeaway you can, from all of your experience mm-hmm. coming here to Sumner County, Yeah. what's your one takeaway that you, you can say, this had the most impact on me? Oh boy, on me, huh? That, boy, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big question. We have to, to open yeah. up the vault here. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. Well, uh, in addition to my faith, and then in addition to my family, I really think it comes down to the relationships and the mentors that I've been able to have in my life. One of the practices that I do is that I like to seek out individuals who are about 10 years older than I am and and get their wisdom and get, okay, what what's coming up? I would say that that has probably been a practice of mine that has really benefited me a great deal mm-hmm. uh, down through the years. Uh, at some point, I may not be able to find anybody 10 years older than me, but it, it's interesting because I had coffee earlier this week with, or last week, I should say, with a gentleman, and we're talking, and come to find out, I knew about what his age was, but we're talking through it and everything, and, and sure enough, 10 years older than me. And uh, so it, I would say that that's probably one of those influences, yeah. No, I mean, you got to have those. And, and you know, I think as, as we're, kids are growing up, mm-hmm. they always think their parents, they don't know anything yeah, yeah until they reach a certain age oh, and all of a sudden they go you know dad you're yeah. right yeah 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 well well and and you know what's so fun about being a parent you, you think when they're young that that's never going to end um i was talking to our oldest daughter she has five children i was talking to her recently and i said well the days are long but the years are short man it goes by just like that and the fun of being a parent is when your children uh, are adults and they recognize and realize the light bulb clicks on hey mom and dad do know something and i'll never forget our son uh oldest son uh he had been married oh only about 18 months or so and one afternoon he called me and he said dad he said i'm getting ready to put this roast in the oven he said what temperature do i put it on and how long do i roast it see in my family i'm the cook in the family he knew to call dad he was getting ready to put a roast in the oven and <laughs> and i thought hey he, he's got it he's got it so that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. great yeah <clears throat> give so. that kind of advice you've ventured in to kind of some new territory here yeah. recently yeah and i don't know it's something, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't figure out what it is. Oh, well, there so you go. So what happened? Uh, well, there you go. Well, uh, we just recently um, held here in Sumner County uh, the primary election for state representative district number 35, which district 35 is quote unquote a new district. Okay. Now the number is not a new number, but this is a brand new district. Every 10 years, there's a reapportionment based on uh, population. It happens with the U.S. Census. And so this was the year basically for reapportionment. And so a new district has been carved out. Mm -hmm. And this is the Tennessee State House District number 35, which as it turns out is about geographically about a third of Sumner County. So starts in Hendersonville, pretty much all of Gallatin on up to Castalian Springs, Bethpage, and then all of Trousdale County, Hartsville, Trousdale County. That's the 35th district. And uh, so I ran in the primary and was fortunate on August the 4th to be uh, chosen uh, to be uh, the nominee and then there is no one else in the general election so I really I guess I can say that I am the representative elect uh, but there is a general election in November right well 
that just opened up a whole new book right here. Yeah. We're going to take just a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk, uh, jump into that, find out what your thoughts are, yeah. and get ready for the ride. That's all okay. i got to say. Very good. Thank all you, right. Jeff. So we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. 100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. Now we're on this uh, Sunday morning. Now, don't forget, this is going to be on our podcast page at whinradio.com. And all you have to do is click the podcast tab, look for Sumner County Spotlight. It'll be right here. We'll have this exact show on here. I just want to let you know your wife can then listen to it over and over and over again. There you go. There you go. She may like to listen to it at least one time anyway so <laughs> but you know you, chief of staff has to know what's going on yes there you go oh, yes you didn't tell her she got that promotion yeah i did not tell her that so <laughs> i'll tell you who'll be interested is my my mother will be interested and she lives in florida still okay and you since you're from orlando she lives in a little town called dover mm-hmm. which is near plant city yes. so I, for for some of uh, your listeners that are may be familiar with uh, florida dover's a little just wide spot in the road she lives there yeah. so she'll I mean, be happy got a to a bunch of little towns up there oh, there Florida, are, there you know. are. Yeah, a little, another little town called Thanoda Sassa. It's hard to say, but yes, that, that's yes, right, the, yeah. right by. Trying to yeah. say it's like yeah. trying to say Demumbrium. Yeah, there you go. That, it's all demon brew. I, yeah. I said that so many times I couldn't figure it out. Yes, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, so you've recently, you know, got the nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, District Thirty Five, State State House seat. Correct. Yeah, and. So what, I always ask this, what made you decide, hey, you know what, I'm jumping in? Yeah, well, and uh, I've been engaged politically all the way back to my days in Florida. In fact, would go to the state capitol in Tallahassee when there was an issue perhaps that was of interest to me. Oftentimes those were education issues. And so I knew my state representative there, state senator, and I knew when we moved from Florida uh, up here to Tennessee that I would do the same thing. I would get involved uh, very quickly, which I did. And so down through the years, I've been involved in helping others to get elected. I've helped on some campaigns where folks won and some when they didn't. And uh, so it wasn't uh, unusual for me to put my hat in the ring in this open seat because there wouldn't be an incumbent since it's a new district. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, decided to run. It really was a decision long in coming. The very first individual who asked me about my interest was before Christmas in 2020. And the primary election was not until August of 2022. Mm -hmm. So well over a year. And uh, so my wife and I had plenty of time to talk about it, pray about it, talk to our kids about it, and uh, who are all grown and gone. But uh, still, it really is a family decision. uh, Anyone who runs for public office or serves in public office uh, truly is making uh, sacrifices. And oftentimes, it's not as much the individual, but their family members that uh, make those sacrifices. Well, plus, and you might be used to it anyway, but you got to wear suits all the time. Uh, that's true, and I, and, and I don't, and, you know, here here it is, and I, I don't have a I don't have a, a tie or a jacket on uh, today. But yes, that yeah. that is one of the sacrifices I have to make because a, a good day is typically a day without a tie for me. So, right, yeah. right, yeah. And then I don't. Do they give you a, a budget for clothes? Uh, no, no, no budget for clothes. No, no. I in in fact, in my wife and all oh, this is awful about the both of us. Neither of us like to shop. Now, how many? 
many women don't like to shop, but my wife does not like to shop. Neither of us like to shop. Uh, but we, uh, we we forced ourselves the other day, went out, and I, I did add another uh, suit to uh, the wardrobe and a couple of ties. And I still, I'm still still a little bit behind. Because, well, you got to get with William Lambert. That guy's a suit king right there. Let me there. tell you what. Uh, and he William, looks good in suits. Yes, so. <laughs> he does. He does. He, he sets the standard high when it comes to uh, when it comes to suits. And then see Johnny Garrett, who is our other yeah. state representative. See, he goes with the more flashy and uh, different types of suits. I don't know that I could pull off some of the stuff that Johnny pulls off. <laughs> and uh, but at any rate, but uh, they both they both set a standard for hey, sure. Maybe you can uh, copy William's hairstyle. Uh, well, there you go. I, 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 I don't have enough hair for that. I'm closer. I'm closer to Johnny Garrett than I, than I am to William. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite to Johnny. I'd have to get a razor out to uh, yeah. get to Johnny. There you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, uh, so when when they approached you and you had all this, uh, you know, like they said, you know, look, if you're out there and there, you see things that need to be fixed, yes. Then yeah. you know, shut up or get up. You yeah. know, get up yeah. and, and, and face it. So you decided, hey, I think yeah. I can make a difference. I'm yeah. going to jump in. Yeah, you know, and we're very well represented in Sumner County. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned Johnny Garrett, William Lamberth, and then we're very well represented with our state senator Farrell Hale, and uh, so we're very fortunate. Once again, this is a new district. I think what I can bring to the legislature uh, has to do with my background in education, especially. Mm-hmm. There are a few educators in. Uh, the state legislature, but uh, in the House, I think that there are maybe only two others. So out of 99 state representatives, uh, you know, two uh, folks with a full career in uh, education. So I think that I can bring uh, some of that to the state legislature. And um, uh, so that's one area that uh, I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another area, and uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, Mm -hmm. just before we went on air, also interested in the adoption issue and uh, I don't Very important. I, I don't mind I don't mind saying I ran is a pro-life candidate uh, I am uh, pro-life but pro-life means if you're truly pro-life it means that you have to be and must be pro-adoption and oftentimes sometimes folks who are pro-life are criticized uh, for well what are you going to do for these children mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, part of that is the adoption issue and I think that uh, here in Tennessee see that we still have uh, some steps to take to improve the adoption option here in Tennessee. Well, and you got a good uh, sidekick there with Farrell Hale. That's one of his major passions. So you you guys teaming up and uh, hit them all the way around. I mean, we got to make some change. And we have so many great organizations that help support our foster children, people that are in the system, aging out of the system, you know, what the subsidies are Mm -hmm. and the things of that nature that foster parents. Right. Because I think a lot of people don't realize, I mean, foster parents, they're not in it to get rich. No, no, you know? for, no, for sure. And yeah, the ones yeah. that think they can, well, yeah. they get booted. Yeah, you know, that's because exactly, and, and they should be because it's not, it, it is not a system that is designed for someone to benefit financially. Yeah. And uh, But there are a lot of caring homes that foster children, 
And then there are a lot of homes that would like to adopt, but it may be cost prohibitive or it may be that they're just not sure of sure. what steps to take. And so I think here in Tennessee that we can uh, pave the way to better processes for adoption uh, for those who would like to adopt. Sure. And then so people don't get overwhelmed by the process because mm-hmm. there is a process yes. and for safety reasons and exactly. you know, those kind of things you have to have. Mm-hmm. But if there's a way to streamline that yes. to make it so it's you know, not so stressful for yes. parents that might want to adopt. Right. Uh, you know, I think it'll open up some doors with it. But just yeah. knowing that we have, you know, support from the legislature, from people that, that have the voice, yes. uh, I yeah. think it would make it a lot better. And then people would appreciate it. And I'm sure the kids would appreciate it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we need to, we need to do right by those who are the most vulnerable among, among us. And uh, that certainly are these, uh, our children who are born into uh, often difficult circumstances yeah. who the best thing is for them to have a forever home. Sure. And uh, so I think that we can do a lot to do that. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, with everything that, that, you know, these kids have to go through, through no fault of their own, by the way. Correct. That's correct. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They just want to be loved. They want a family. Yes. They want a home. Yes. You know, that they can, you know, be like normal people. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, that the focus has to be on them and to take care of them. And that's what these, there's so many great organizations that help, mm-hmm. you know, with clothing, with food, with supplies, school supplies, things of that nature that, that really do help help them just yeah. getting that forever home is what's so important a lot of people think well it costs so money so much money to adopt well yes. i mean you can yeah but you go through the state guess what yeah zero yeah it costs correct. you nothing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh that that's an area that uh, i really think that we can improve on and and i'll be looking forward to doing that uh, uh in the state legislature well so good let's go bring you back in let's talk about it because yeah. that's that's such an important story yeah. so what are your other passions that you're going to work on here for your district yeah so uh, another uh, when, when I uh, w- during the uh, campaign season there were three issues that I mentioned I would say e- education and uh, business and then public safety and so education we've already talked a little bit about my background mm-hmm. there uh, when it comes to business uh, we really need to be focused on the small business owner and we need to recognize that government only creates government jobs those are the only jobs that they create now mm-hmm. the government can provide a climate and make a climate that is conducive or welcoming to uh, business. But uh, there too, I think that we should work to cut through red tape when it comes to starting a business, a business getting up and running. And uh, for this next generation that's coming up, which have so many great ideas. Uh, I mean, you you and me, and I hate to put you in that category with that that same age. I don't know how, (laughs) I told my you didn't tell yours what you don't have to but it is I'm old. Uh, you're old oh, you're old, you're old. <laughs> but but you know it's it's so different uh, you know a kid in their garage you know can come up with a business idea with the technology that we have but they still have to understand how to get a business up and Absolutely. running and there's so and, many times when I was a small business owner mm-hmm. it just always seemed like the government was trying to keep you out of business that's but, correct like you said yes. the red tape yes. all the, this that and the other mm-hmm. and it's like I just want to make a living and have a business you know yeah. But you're stopped here. 
can't do that. You can't do this. And it's like, I think that can be approved on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and one of the things we need to be careful about in Tennessee is that we don't that we don't have a protectionist attitude about uh, business and new businesses coming to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, states sometimes get caught into this trap of saying, OK, well, we have these businesses here and we're going to keep other light businesses out. And I don't think that that's good for the state. I don't think it's certainly good for uh, the next generation coming Mm up. And ultimately, it's not good for the economy either. And uh, so we need to to have pathways to business. And we're very fortunate here, especially in Sumner County, because uh, our school system is focused on jobs and getting uh, students ready to work ready as soon as they graduate. And not only when it comes to our K-12 programs, but our, our community colleges, our TCATs, which uh, I don't know if you've had anybody on to mm-hmm. just kind of explain TCATs, but TCATs are, are uh, uh, terrific tools here in uh, Tennessee as well. Uh, so we are very fortunate here, but we need to make sure that we maintain a pro-small business Absolutely. climate. Uh, my wife and I, we when we moved here from Florida, we came here with a business that we brought with us. So we've had it for over 30 years, small publishing company. And then our oldest son and I, uh, we started a another small business just a few years ago. So we're small business owners ourselves. Uh, one of the things you asked me what it is that um, important to me that I'd like to look at. One of the things I'd like to look at uh, is uh, the uh, franchise and excise tax, for example, mm-hmm. because I know uh, that small businesses get hit pretty hard with that. Uh, we need to make sure that if we're going to charge small businesses a franchise and excise tax, that they're getting some return on that. And I, I, yeah. I have some ideas on how we might do that. Sure, we got government. Yeah. You got a big job ahead of you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, and I think you're up for the challenge, and I think that uh, you know people will listen to you. Well, I appreciate you, you saying know? that. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I think it, that you're very good at is listening. So you're going to listen in to your constituents. Yes. Find out what's going on in your yes. district and yeah. take that to yeah. get something done. Well, and you know one of the fun things about campaigning, yeah, I, I, and I was able to knock on over 1,600 doors myself. So I was on 1,600 porches. Here we've lived here in in Tennessee and in Sumner County for 26 years, I have been on streets and lanes and country roads that I did not even know existed. You know, when you move to a place, you start your, you know, your commute to work, you don't get off of these highways and byways, but the campaign got us out there. And so uh, that was, that was the fun part of it. Well, I think it's meeting the new people, you know, uh, like I was talking to John Isbell and he, of course, going in every corner of this this county and the people that he was able to meet that you would never get to meet. Oh, yeah. Which is tremendous. So yes. there's a, a you know good thing about that. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is <laughs> and, work. Yeah. And you look back on the campaign, you go, what? You know what? It was worth it. Yeah, it, for you know? for sure, for sure. Yeah. So uh, campaigning is hard work. It's like uh, having the grandkids at the house, and we have seven. I always say this: it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yeah. In the campaign, it was a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we were happy for the result. And I congratulate you. And uh, I know great things are going to come. You're going to be on this show many times and we want to find out what's going on and any way we can help you know we're there for you very good i appreciate it jeff be glad to be back anytime absolutely william slater now the new state representative district 35 35 there you go yes (laughs) and so we appreciate you coming in and let's well it's going to wrap it up for this uh, segment of sumner county spotlight we'll be back next sunday at 10 right here with jeff shannon with more of sumner county spotlight Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.